0: Praise the Lord. I want to thank the Lord so much for the testimonies. I just want to share one before I get into the word. I enjoyed time together with the Professor Antagari. Professor Frida, where are you? That younger lady is amazing. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Yes, I traveled as a junior, senior, and I went with with a team to... uh, to Mbarara, to Ntungamo, uh, to minister in South Ankoli Diocese. And what a wonderful time uh, that God can give the children of God. And I was able to see that when you age in Christ, younger people plan to age in Christ. This world has nothing to offer other than being your life hidden in Christ. When you hide your life in Christ, I saw these old people, 87 years and someone is testifying and eight, nine years and is able to go on a boat ride. I said, what an amazing life. So God was faithful. We did ministry, successful ministry. And uh, on our way from Mutungamo, uh, I get a call from home. My husband is hospitalized. And I started thinking, God, what a wonderful, what a, what a different way of ending a wonderful day. And I asked, can I talk to him? And he said, no, he cannot talk. And you know what that means. I, from Tugam, I get to Mbarara around 7 p.m. I try to analyze the situation. At 8 p.m., I jump on a bus to come back to Kampala. I arrive here at 1 a.m. I go to the hospital. My husband is really sick. But give glory be to the Lord. He's out of hospital. He's out of danger. And God is good. One thing I prayed, I said, God, you know that I've been here for ministry. The ministry has ended so well, and you have to play your role. <laughs> and the Lord did his part, and we give glory to the Lord for that. So, friends, God is good. And all the time, we're going to sing a song. Uh, and as we sing this song, I want you to really stand up as a soldier of Christ. I want to ask the choir to project that. I mean, uh, uh, control room to project that hymn and the choir. Please let me surprise you with a song. I know you will sing it. Please come. Let's sing that song with all the energy. And after singing that song, we are really going to pray and believe God that me and you are soldiers of Christ. And friends, when you're a soldier of Christ, it does not matter what the situation is. I saw Kitty's father, and I saw God drawing him from the valley of the shadow of death. And each one of you has a testimony. Our sister has testified what it means to stay in the presence of the Lord. And you cannot keep in the presence of the Lord unless if you're a soldier of Christ. And so we are going to sing this song, Stand up, stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. And I want you to sing that song with your energy, with your heart, with your mind, with all that you are. Praising the Lord, knowing that without you coming up as a soldier, you cannot be able to serve the Lord. the lord has answered your prayers the lord has forgiven you the lord has lifted you the lord has exalted you just lift your voice and speak to the lord speak to the lord as a soldier of christ Father, we surrender to you. We ask that you bless us tonight, O oh God, even as we listen to your word. Father, we pray that we empower each one of us to hear your voice. We give you praise, glory, and honor. Lord, we thank you for this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. A few days ago, I met someone <clears throat> whom we had worked with at some place some time back. And as we were in this place, me and him were hurt. And, uh, and so, we walked away from it. It was a gone story. But as he met me, he said, how is your friend? And I asked which friend? And he said, so and so. Then he said, but he hurt me. And then he told me, but do you remember what he did to you? And I said, now, what are you trying to raise up here? And you know, the story came fresh and he started narrating the story. And I said, look. So within me, I was like, hmm, I thought this issue had ended. Now, it, it, it came back and I also asked the question, but why did he do that? You get it? I don't know if you have ever been in my position. That you reach a point when you think you have forgiven. You reach a point when you think all is gone. And then something triggers the story and you remember you still have a wound. What do you do? I want to pray this afternoon that as I deal with my wound, you're going to deal with your wound. And I want to pray that by the end of today, there will be healing. The topic that we are handling today is conducting the kingdom of God. And this is from um, Matthew chapter 18 from verses 15. He says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault. Between you and him alone, if he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell to the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. And friends, you know what a Gentile and a tax collector was in the Jewish society. A Gentile and a tax collector was like, um, another version said, let him be to you like a pagan. Another another version I read said, hand him over to police. (laughs) So this is the story. When someone has hurt you, when someone has sinned against you, go and tell him his fault. That is the beginning. Jesus is giving the procedure of mending relationships. Jesus is giving us the procedure of how we can be able to restore relationships and be able to walk together. Now the question comes, what if someone is the kind of person whom you cannot tell their fault? Do you know that some of us are those kinds of people? We can make mistakes, but someone cannot tell us our fault. When someone says, can we put right this, can we sit together and talk? You're going to tell them no. You you put it right yourself. Many of us as Christians do not agree to sit and talk. We do not even want to evaluate ourselves and say, but God, it should be that I'm the one in the wrong Why can't I put myself right? But we are being told that if we are going to behave in the kingdom of God, we are going to have to agree to some of the conditions that God gives us in scripture. And this is what he says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault. Going to tell someone the fault means you have really evaluated and realized this person is really hurting you. This person is going beyond. And then you say, Kitty, my sister, can we talk? Can we talk of a cup of tea? And then you tell her, you know, Kitty, this is what you did to me. I forgive you. That's the normal way. And Kitty says, I forgive you. And you give each other a hug and you move away. Do you know what people do when they hug one another? Have you, you know, there is one thing that is very hard when you are hugging someone, you don't see their face. <laughs> I wish you could see their face. You do know that there is reconciliation. But sometimes you're hugging someone and you're assuming you are reconciling when this one's mouth is like, eh? What is he doing? You see someone, mm, and they're hugging someone for reconciliation. And you're thinking there is fire here. There is danger here. Friends, when you hug someone, mean it. If you don't mean it, don't hug them. Yeah. I mean, hugging someone means you have agreed together. You have settled the matter. You are actually friends. You know, good enough, COVID came. So if you know that you are not going to, you are not in order, you are not in agreement, just mm, and go away. Until you come back to order. But now this is what God is telling us. Jesus is telling his disciples, and he's saying, you know, verse 18, verse 1, we I made mean chapter 18, verse 1 says, at, <clears throat> at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest? That is where the story begins. And Jesus gives them an example of a little child. I don't know friends if some of you saw a video recently of a mother beating this little baby while she was bathing i mean she was not actually bathing the baby but asking that i think it was must have been a two-year-old a two-year-old and you're beating a two-year-old that you beating a two-year-old and she truly beat the two-year-old until the child fell over And the child fell over and because this is a mother, the child started climbing back, coming back to the mother and she struggled until he got back into the basin. And getting back into the basin, the mother started beating the child inside the basin. I looked at this child and I imagined the humility of a child that Jesus wants us to have. This is a mother. The mother is beating you and you are crying and the mother kicks you and you fall off and you come back to the mother. If that child was five years or six years, he would have run to the neighbor. But the only person the child knows is the mother. And therefore, the child, even after being beaten, the child came back to the basin and started to struggle to bathe themselves. As I speak, mothers are here. If you don't want a child, never give birth to them. You know, if you don't want to get married, don't get married. If you don't want children, never get them. Let those who want them, get them. Because mothers, we are becoming a nuisance. You cannot trample you are two years old. But what I'm bringing, the point I'm bringing is what Jesus is telling us here is that these two people can reconcile and be able to hear each other's faults if only they have the humility of a child. If they can only have that childlike faith, So that you have that faith like a child. And so Jesus is reminding them, is telling us uh, in chapter 1, and he said, and calling calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like a child, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you turn and become like a child. When you call a child after beating a child, a child will come back to you as a mother and jump on you and hug you. Even if you pinch the child, the child's head will remain on your chest because the child knows nothing except the mother. And that is the faith with which Jesus is calling us. He's saying, if that man sins against you, go and tell them their fault. But friends, it is difficult in our days because we do not have the humility of a child. And therefore, putting things right is very difficult. You want to go to someone, but someone is not responding. You want to talk to someone, and someone is very holy to sin. You know what happens? Even to us as Christians sometimes we feel like I cannot even say I'm sorry because I'm so holy. And I've encountered many people, someone has really made a mistake and you are telling to point them to the mistake. And they are telling, you you know, for me, I am very saved. And I want to assure you, God saved me. And, And you are asking, God saved you to sin or God saved you from sin? Friends, there are things we need to understand as children of God. Did God save you to sin or God saved you from sin? God has put you off. Do you know what it means for God to write your name off? We are also going to pray that if you think God has written your name off, today you have an opportunity for restoration. There are some of us who even use this statement. tanja <laughs> God loves the other ones and God does not love me. The possibility is that you have a problem. You need to put your life anything that separates us from our brother, our sister anything that separates us between us and brings a barrier between us and God, that thing is called sin. Don't name it something else. And sometimes we tend to say, for me I was okay. For me I didn't have any problem. They are the ones who have a problem. You have a problem. And today I want to pray that God will help us to search our hearts and ask him where exactly is the problem. Can we be able to put this problem right? Can we be able to establish whether you are the wrong person? Why is it that your brother ran away? Why is it that your sister ran away? Why is it that your friend ran away? Is there a problem with you? And if there is no problem with you, then God has to deal with that person. What a a wicked thing for you to know that God has written you off. You a Gentile or a tax collector or a pagan. Oh, you are fit to be handed over to police because you cannot attend any reconciliation meeting. We need God to help us this evening as we come back to the Lord. What God is talking about here is restorative justice. Knowing that I have an issue, you have an issue. Can we be able to sit together? The Lord is working out what? we call individual love there is that love of an individual patient love, seeking love, rejoicing love and protecting love, the love that protects this relationship to know that I can be able to establish a relationship, I can be able to walk with someone I can be able to share with my brother I can be able to share with my sister, but sometimes we end up walking away if they do not want, it is up to them. Have you made an effort? But if you've not made an effort, today we are going to pray for grace that God is going to give you an extra effort to go to that person that you have written off. And some of us say, I have written them off. I have written them off in bold letters. Today you are going to have to erase the bold letters. Do you know what it means for God to write you in bold letters? (laughs) Yes, sometimes it may look like it is them that I have written in bold letters. But what about you? We are going to get back to ourselves. We are going to seek the Lord for ourselves. We are going to have to ask the Lord that there has to be restored relationships. And restoration of relationships goes with forgiveness. There is no way a relationship is going to be restored without forgiveness. Without saying, God, I surrender. Lord, I surrender this person. Lord, I give this person. I told you when this person told me that thing, after we talked with him for a short time, I went back to the Lord and I said, God, this history must be erased. But thanks be to God that I have no issues. I can talk with that person so freely and so flexibly. I can greet, I can, I can give a meaningful hug. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Yes, may God give us the grace today to know that, friends, it does not make sense to hold a person in your heart. You need to let go. You need to release. You need to allow forgiveness to happen. You need to forgive. And if a person does not forgive you, hand them over to the Lord. The Lord is able to deal with issues that are too difficult for you. It's not about you, it is about God. And so he says, Hand them over. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on us shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on us shall be loosed in heaven. And friends, we have the power that God has given us. But you do not want to leave someone tied before you do something before you do something about it. This is God's business. And where there is God's business, we need to let ourselves be set free. <laughs> I was in hospital just yesterday, and I had these children. Um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the night, the, the daughter quarreled with the father, the whole night and this man is hospitalized he's lying on bed and this girl has come to treat the father and she quarreled with him the whole night and reminded him about all the things that he had done to her i told her i even missed school because you've been getting sick every day and i have to treat you and i listened and i said but if you had issues then why until i told the nurse i said nurse we are here and is here. You know, this is a patient in emergency. We are all in emergency. And now this one is making noise for us. In so I said, can you talk to her? I said, I don't, I don't know what to do with these people. Morning comes and she, she, she begins from where she stops. And she abuses him properly. And then all of a sudden the brother arrives. And the brother arrives and now the two brother and sister begin quarreling. And they quarrel and they chase away the sister. And the son comes back to the father and said, if you don't keep quiet, I'm going to slap you. Friends, he slapped the father. Now, I looked at unforgiveness of the highest order. That is how unforgiveness can take you. Until we had to stand with this young man and said, Please, if you are treating your father, let the fights be. At home, you can't fight in hospital to the extent of slapping a man who is on his bed. And this is a man in his 70s. And he told us this man rejected us. He doesn't love us. He married another wife. I said, well, now that you have brought him to hospital, can you give him a little respect as your father? But friends that is a matter of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness can lead you to do something that you never expected to do. Unforgiveness is not a kingdom character. It's not a kingdom it's not it's not a character that is going to lead you to enter heaven. No. Unforgiveness is wicked. Unforgiveness is bad. And this is what I saw the scenario. And I looked at them and I said, what is this? My dear sister, my dear brother, sometimes you can do something and you think you're just doing it. But there is unforgiveness. And tonight I want to pray. that they have The kingdom conduct. The conduct in the kingdom of God. Someone here that the Lord wants to restore today. There is a relationship that is broken, a relationship that is weird, a relationship that is gone. You have refused reconciliation. They have invited you. You have dodged it. They have told you to come. You've refused and you are there. And sometimes you are saying you are saved, but you have rejected all manners, all attempts of reconciliation. You are thinking I am alone. I am alone with my God. The Lord is telling you today, before you are written off, before you are thrown away, before you are thrown away. As a wicked person, you need to lift your voice and say, God, give me the energy. God, give me the grace. Give me the power. Give me the authority. I need to put things right. I need to restore this relationship. I need to go back to my father. I need to go back to my house, my husband. I need to go back to my wife. I need to go back. Some of us have abandoned our marriages because of wickedness. We are in sexual immorality. We have sinned against God. You are running two relationships at the same time. You are in a marriage, but you're also running another man. You are running another woman. The Lord is calling you tonight. He's saying you are wicked. He wants you to put your life right. The Lord wants you to get back and mend relationships. The Lord is calling you to restoration you could be a younger person here you are running several relationships you've hurt people you have disorganized people and yet you come to church you sit in the presence of the Lord the Lord is reminding you today that you need to put your relationships right, you need to seek the face of the Lord, you need to restore your life, you need to restore everything that you have broken the Lord is calling you to a point of restoration Just talk to the Lord. Ask the Lord to give you that grace. Ask the Lord to give you that grace. And if it is tough for you, I want to invite you to come at the front. Come at the front and we pray together. If you think you've been in a broken relationship, whether with your father, whether with your mother, your siblings, your uncle, you have broken relationships and you are saying, God, I can't handle this. I just want to invite you to walk to the front and we pray together. Just come to the front if you think you really want prayer over this. And you are saying, God, I'm broken. God, I cannot hold this together. I cannot amend this relationship. My body, I'm hurting. I feel pain. I cannot walk. If there is anyone like that, please raise your hand wherever you are. We want to pray with you in a special way and the Lord is speaking to you tonight, and the Lord is reminding you, you have to put your life right. I just want to encourage you to walk to the front. We are going to pray with you for that reason. And for us who are not, please keep in prayer. Just keep in prayer, because you know, friends, when there is anger, when there is when there is grievance, there is nothing that is going to be happening in the presence of the Lord. So in Come to the Lord and ask the Lord for forgiveness. You've hurt someone. Someone has hurt you. And you feel you just can't go on. Please do come. And as you come, lift your Lord, Tell the Lord about that problem. Speak to the Lord about that problem. The Lord knows it and you know it. Tell the Lord about that particular issue. Tell the Lord about that particular issue. Tell the Lord because the Lord understands you. The Lord cares about that particular issue. I know it is painful and you can't not be a Christian with that in your heart. You need to surrender it today. You need to believe the God today. You need to break that barrier today. Just lift your voice and cry out to the Lord. You know the magnitude of the problem. Mention the name of that person in your heart and surrender that person to the Lord. Remind the Lord that I brought this person at the altar. You have brought those people at the altar today and hand them over to the Lord hand them over to the Lord tell God about it say God this burden is too much for me I can no longer carry this burden I need to release this burden I need to be forgiven I need to forgive I need to surrender I need to hand over We have also gone through that, but the Lord, by His mercy, has caused us to break the barrier. You can break this barrier. There is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. There is nothing that is impossible for the Lord. The Lord is able to break this barrier. The Lord is able to break the chains. The chains that entangle you, you are running the race to heaven in hebrews chapter 12 he says fix your eyes on jesus who is the author and perfecter of your faith fix the eyes on jesus the author and perfecter of your faith and talk to this jesus and say god from today, I want to fix my eyes on you. I am tired of this scenario. I am tired of this burden. I am tired of this circumstance. I am handing it over to you. God carried the burden and the same scripture says, let go every sin that entangles you, every sin that entangles you, that stops you from moving with the Lord. Just lift it to the Lord. Lift it to the Lord. Say God I hand it over to you. i bring it to the altar today, I submit it to you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because you heard the cries of your children. Lord Jesus, you are detaching them from bondage. You are detaching them from bondage. Father, we thank you, because you are able to let go. Father, as they release their fathers, as they release their mothers, as they release their
1: boyfriends and girlfriends, as they release whoever. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Our Father, we give you thanks. We thank you, our Father. Thank you, King Jesus. Thank you, Jehovah, because you are good. Thank you, Jehovah, because you are holy. We give you thanks, our King Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mukama tuyamba Muka yamba Muka chino Tuyamba tuyamba yamba tu yamba, mukama tuyamba yamba, mukama tuyamba yamba, mutifo chino, yeswa tu sasira tu sasira Mukama to Sassira Mukama to Sassira Mochi for Chino to Sassira Mukama to Sassira Mukama to Sassira Mochi for Chino. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you forgave my sin, even when I was the worst. And because of that, I have no right to fail to forgive. I forgive. Please mention the names. Mention the names of the people you are forgiving. Lord, I forgive for whatever they did to me. I choose to surrender them. I surrender so and so. I bring them to the altar. Lord, to you I surrender. Lord, help me. Give me the grace to love them. To love whoever has hurt me. Give me the grace, Lord, to put up with them. Even when I don't feel like it. Lord, I pray that you help me lord give me the grace i cannot stand on my own but i can do it by your help by your grace in the name of jesus thank you lord thank you jesus father in the name of jesus while we were still lost in sin while we are still sinners you sent us your son and jesus came he became a curse that we may be blessed. He became our puppet, that we may be able to walk on that puppet and be cleansed by His precious blood. He chose to shed that blood, that we may be set free. Lord, how much more us, that have been hurt by individuals. Lord, I ask You to forgive us when we have held them, when we have held our enemies, when we have failed to forgive, when we have struggled. Forgive my master for these your children that have run to you. Lord, I ask that you embrace each one of them. My Father, only you can give them a genuine hug. You alone can give them the grace they can lean on your shoulder. They can cry to you. And so I pray that you wipe their tears. Wipe their tears. Give them the grace to rejoice even amidst affliction, even when they seem to have been accused falsely. Lord, give them the grace. Thank you, Father thank you jesus that you loved us so much you loved us so much and chose to die in our place lord we are praying in the name of jesus that you'll impart in us that value that value in us that king of glory we shall be able to love our enemies as we love ourselves we shall be able to forgive them and pray for them we shall pray that you bless them and you alone king of glory will handle all the issues lord thank you thank you jesus for your servant thank you for using your servant oh god we are grateful my master and my god i pray that lord you hide her Under the blood of Jesus, shield and protect her. Cover her family. Yes, thank you, King of glory, for the healing of of, of your servant, O God. Yes, my master, thank you for that you have healed him completely. I pray that, Lord, it will be complete healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Receive all the praise. Let's give God a mighty hand of praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you.